All right. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Aspiring Adult Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about some questions that people have asked me during my time on the ranch here about what it's like living on. So the life has been honestly kind of a dream, if you will. So Every day I wake up and I just genuinely cannot believe that I am getting paid to live here and be here and it is just a very surreal experience. So that's the first thing and I just want to come out and say again like I know I've said it a million times if you are contemplating quitting your job just do it like I have no regrets in doing it. Not a single regret. It has never crossed my mind that this is something that I regret doing. So that's the first thing that I just want to say right off the bat. And I know I said that in the last episode, but just wanted to bring it up again because I don't think that repetition is going to hurt here. So the first question that I got was, will you ever go back to a quote unquote normal job? So I don't know if I will ever go back to a normal job because I don't know what I really define as normal anymore. So I'm really enjoying being outside and living in Colorado very, very much. And so I definitely want to continue this lifestyle. I definitely am reassured that I do not belong in a coastal town and I do not belong in a city just from being here for these short two weeks. And I really, when I was living in San Diego, felt like I was living out somebody else's dream instead of my own. Like, obviously I know that San Diego is an amazing city and it is a good place to live. And for me, I didn't feel like it was the right place for me. But for some reason, I'm more drawn to the mountains. For some reason, I'm more drawn to Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, Montana. And so I think that my job will have to relate to one of those states. And I'm trying to figure out what I would want to do when I get back into a normal life. And because for me, I don't think that seasonal work is going to be my course of my career. I don't know though. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, I would never return back to work. I would just be a podcaster or I would just be a talk show host. I guess being a talk show host or a podcaster technically is work. That would be my ideal world. I would love to do that every single day and just communicate with people on on my podcast, on a talk show, something along those lines, like that in a very ideal world would be what my quote unquote normal life or job would be. I do really like the seasonal work, however, because everybody is just so genuine and they know that anybody could leave at any time. So the connections are so much more powerful I think because of that and it feels like the friendships that you make during your time here are more genuine because you don't really have time to do the small talk thing which is wild because you really only know these people for four months but 
in these short few weeks, I feel much closer to my roommates and my other friends that live in my house than some of the people that I met in Boston or some of the people that I met in San Diego. And it's because you're rushing, not rushing, but like you're living so much life experience in such a short period of time with these people who could leave at any point in time. So again, you're really like bonding and connecting with these people that could leave at any moment. So that's something that you have to take into consideration and that I am really gravitating towards because for me, personal connection or interpersonal connection has been at my forefront of my hierarchy of needs or Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And that's not something that I really got in any of my previous lines of work. I mean, I definitely, don't get me wrong, when I worked at my first engineering company, my best friends that I had in Massachusetts were my coworkers. And so, I mean, I I went on trips with them or I went on a trip with them and we've done a lot of things together outside of work, but I I don't know. I'm I'm probably closest with them in terms of coworkers and then my coworkers at my last job have been amazing and kind and I love all of them, but I definitely didn't form like a deep best friend personal connection. We'll go and visit each other on the holidays and blah, blah, blah. Like we'll definitely stay in touch and we follow each other on social media. So we know what each other are up to. We check in every once in a while, but for some reason, this just feels so much different. And the only thing that I really have to compare it to is when I was living in my sorority housing and every time you came home from class or from work or from wherever you were, there was always people just out in the living spaces. And because there were always people out in the living spaces, you were always talking to people, you were always having conversations. And for me, I'm not really one that enjoys small talk. I like getting to those deep conversations. And so I'm constantly finding myself in these deep conversations and it's just because people are there and it's just because people want to talk because they also are in the same boat that you are. They're living in somewhere that they've never lived before or they have moved away from their family or they're trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives. And we're all just very much in the same boat on the same page and reminds me a lot of when I was in college with living with all of those girls in my sorority housing. So That's something that I've really enjoyed. Is that something that I want to continue if I were to return to quote unquote normal living or normal life um, or a normal job? I don't know. Like I really enjoy the fact that there is, doesn't feel like there's any sort of gender segregation. There's definitely more women here than there are men, which is something I've never experienced in a workplace. There's always, always, always been more men than women. And so for that to be a complete flip here, I mean, coincidentally, I'm in the only department on the ranch that I am the only female, but it has been, it doesn't feel like it did at other places. My boss really respects and values my opinion. And the other boys that I work with also respect and value my opinion. They listen to me. They speak up for me or not for me, but they like advocate for me to my boss when I do something, when my boss isn't around, things like that. Just amazing, amazing culture that I really, really drive with and really thrive with. And I was contemplating 
maybe going to a different ranch during the summer, but I don't think I would just because I really, really do enjoy the people I work with here. But again, it's seasonal work, so you never know who's leaving and you never know who's staying. So something to take into consideration there. But I think that me being here is not permanent, I don't think. I don't think I will for the rest of my professional career choose to do seasonal work. I think the will there will be a return to a quote unquote normal job at some point in time. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I don't know if it's going to be next year. I don't know when it's going to be. I really want to firm up what I'm looking for in a job that I want to be in um, by the time that I do decide to leave because waking up to work here doesn't feel the same way that it did when I woke up for work for the past two years for my other jobs. Like, I wake up and I'm excited because, number one, I'm excited to hang out with my coworkers. Number two, I'm excited to see what we get into that day because it literally changes every day and we don't know. And it's just fun and rewarding and satisfying because you get to see all of the work that you get completed. And the only other jobs that I can think of that are similar to that are construction. And so I guess my return to a quote-unquote normal job would most likely be construction, but I'm not really sure. Again, in an ideal world, and maybe I'm manifesting this, I turn into an influencer on social media and then I have my own podcast or talk show and then that's my normal job. So again, that that's the ideal world. I think the more realistic world is probably that I'll go into construction at some point. I thought that I would only be here for one season, but everyone's like, oh, the summer season is the best season. Like you have to stay for the summer. That's when all the rodeos are and that's when more people are coming and that's when you'll do more of like the construction hands-on work during your ranch hand job or your ranch handing. And so now I'm compelled to stay for a summer season. So I don't know because I also still want to like live abroad and do a bunch of other things. I mean, I could potentially like get a job abroad, but I'd rather do like a seasonal thing abroad and then come back to the U.S. Whatever. So there's still a lot of things that I want to do before I go back to a quote unquote normal job or to a more stable salaried job. So that's my answer to that question. And it's something that I'm still, it's still in review. It's still in consideration. I don't think normal for me will be sitting behind a desk at a cushy startup ever again, but I think that a normal job will be something that looks a lot different than what I was previously doing. So the next question that I have is how many hours a day are you working? So it really depends on what needs to be done. So if I were to list out like a regular day, it would be I'm in at work at eight and I do normal work chores and those chores range from in the winter time, um, cleaning cars to make sure that they are presentable for when we pick up guests or when we trip. And then another one would be to restock firewood. Another one would be to um, 
make sure that everything is cleaned up. If any other departments need any help, that we're lending them a hand. Um, And then, most importantly, snow removal. So we do a lot of other activities, like anything, anyone that needs help around the ranch gets help. So if we need to help set up for an event in the lodge, we help and bring ladders and do mopping and sweeping and we get everything set up. We move furniture. Uh, if we last week I had to clean out the barn loft, which is where we host our barn dances and where a lot of the staff hangs out when the guests go to bed. And that is like an area that was really dusty and dirty because it's a barn loft. It is literally above the barn and it's just really dusty and it gets really dirty really quick. So that was something that we had to do. But primarily in the wintertime, we focus on snow removal because we're in the mountains and we get a ton of snow. So this season, there hasn't been too much snow, which is why there's been an emphasis on some of those other chores. But a typical day normally starts at about 8, and we get our duties, we execute them throughout the day, and then at 12.30, we have lunch from 12.30 to 1.30, and then we finish up around 4.30 or 5. Um, it depends on how fast we get everything done and how if anybody needs any help and how much snow is coming down. Um And then on days where you blow snow super early in the morning, you start at 4.30 a.m. and you work until about noon. So that's typically what an average duration of a day is. It obviously changes from day to day. And now that we're going to be in a cycle where guests are more rapidly coming in, we're going to be picking up and dropping off at the airport more frequently and making sure that guests have what they need more. And as more guests are coming in and leaving, we're going to have to be restocking firewood. And there's just a lot of behind the scene things that you don't really think about. And that's what ranch hands really do. So we're the behind the scenes maintenance guys, if you will. So making sure that everything is well maintained and that everybody is having a very seamless experience at the ranch, both staff wise and for our guests. So that's the duration of the day. It really ranges. It really depends on what we're doing, but we try to get a 40 hour work weekend um, and we typically work five days on, two days off. So You get a weekend, if you will. My weekend is Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, This week, I had Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off, though, because we had no guests on the ranch on Sunday, and so everybody had that day off, which was really cool. It wasn't super fun because, or not, it wasn't super fun because it was super fun. The only downside to that was when there's no guests, the kitchen doesn't work. And so when the kitchen doesn't work, we don't get fed. And so we actually had to forge for ourselves yesterday. So that was literally the only downside to not having guests here. But that's about how many hours and how many days that we work a week. We try to do the typical 40 and we try to do five days on, two days off. So that's... That's the answer to that question. And then the next question that I have is, can I do my remote HR job and work on the ranch? So this one would really, really depend. 
I think that it's definitely capable for you to work a second job while you're on the ranch. 100%. Especially if you're doing what I'm doing and you're a ranch hand and the majority of your work gets done in the first half of the day and you would just get the rest of your hours in in the evening part of the day. But that implies that you don't need to follow a certain agenda. So with your ranching job, your hours typically are reliant on a large number of factors. So because there are so many different factors that play into the hours that you're getting, your schedule is not really consistent. And so you either have to plan to wake up before you start work or you're going to be up super late at night doing more work for your other job. It's definitely, definitely possible, but it isn't possible if you have to have meetings at specific times or if you have to make sure that you're logged in at certain hours because you might not be able to get those hours um, unless you try and arrange with the ranch that, hey, I can only work breakfast shifts if you're a server or something along those lines. Or I can only do, yeah, that's really it. Like if you were a server, then you could probably just do breakfast and lunch shifts and then never ever do a dinner shift. And then you'd probably be good to go on that front. But I don't know, like that would be tough and it would be really draining and I wouldn't really recommend it. The only job that I would really recommend, I mean, if you're a recruiter, which I know that the person that asked this is doing a little bit more recruiting and that's more on your own schedule than on somebody else's schedule, yeah, that could be good. I think consulting is also something that could be done when you're working on a ranch as well. And that's honestly what I was considering doing is becoming a one-off consultant. But you know what? I don't really have the expertise to consult on too, too much. But just an idea. Just an idea. But I would say that it's not out of the realm of possibility. You might be stretching yourself really thin in doing that unless you're working like kind of part-time for your HR job or for whatever job that you decide to do um, and then kind of go from there and see what works what doesn't work and I'd really recommend picking a job on a ranch that has more stability and has less contingencies and the only job that I can think of that has that is a server or a bartender because you know what your set hours are because guests are only allowed to come and eat at specific times or the bar is only open at specific times in the evening. So that's what I would recommend. Um, I highly, highly recommend you come out and work on a ranch. So there's that. Um, next question is... Do you interact with the ranch guests? So, yes, I do. And it's highly encouraged that we do as well. So, part of the mission at the ranch that I work on is to inspire life change. And a lot of people that come out here are looking for recreation. And the majority of the time, what they're actually looking for is relationships. And so... Our ranch really prides ourselves on our ability to form relationships with our guests. And so we are constantly in front of guests. So 
me being a ranch hand, we are the first face that the guest typically sees when they get off their plane. So we pick them up from the airport. We drive them from the airport to the ranch and it's an hour long drive. So you have an hour with the guests one-on-one and you're driving them back to the ranch. So that is the first thing. Then we have meals with the guests. So the only meals that we are not allowed to partake in are formal meals, which is a plated meal that they that the servers bring out to our guests. And in that instance, the staff is not invited to sit with the guests. But at any other time, the staff is invited to sit with the guests and their family and talk with them and get to know them. We're also invited to guest activities. So if the activity isn't full, we're able to go out with guests and talk with guests with the guides or with the wranglers or whoever is taking the guests out to really get to know them. And then we are also going to actor activities activities so like after dinner we'll have barn dance or music night or trivia night or old west night and each one of those nights we're invited to go and we're invited to interact with the guests and it's really how much you want to interact with the guests and how much that you are willing to interact with the guests so everyone that works here pretty much goes to the majority of the activities, especially barn dance, because that's when you do a lot of the like square dancing, line dancing, two-stepping, and it's so much fun. And you just get to do it with the guests and you get to get partnered up with the guests and it's just a lot of fun. So you really get to be around the guests as much as you want. Like you don't have to eat your meals with them. You don't have to go to the afternoon activities. You don't have to go to the activities during the day with them. So, I mean, other than me taking them to and from the airport, I don't interact with them too much in a work setting. I'm not the one that's taking them out on like guided horse trails or guided ski trips or ice fishing or anything along those lines. But I do still interact with the guests every single week. And it's fun, too. Like, you learn so much about the guests. You learn so much about yourself. And you get to talk with people that you don't typically talk to because you have a very finite of people, finite number of people that work on the ranch. And it's fun to see new faces and it's fun to interact with new people. So that is my answer to that question. And then the next question that I got, I think is something that I'm still kind of like figuring out is what has been my biggest adjustment to living on the ranch? And I don't know if I've had like a super big adjustment. I mean, I know that there's a lot of very obvious answers to this question. So I went from living in a one bedroom apartment to living in a house that sleeps 10 people and I have a roommate again. But for me, it doesn't feel like a huge, massive adjustment for whatever reason. I mean, I went to college and I had a roommate and then junior and senior year, I didn't have a roommate. So I don't know why it just feels so comfortable and I feel like that should be my big adjustment but I honestly think that my biggest adjustment is that I don't have to cook for myself at all anymore and it's not because or I would say that that's my biggest adjustment because 
I didn't really like cooking for myself and the meals that I was cooking for myself were not like the healthiest. They were not the best for me. Like I was a big Trader Joe's girl. And for those of you who live alone or that don't have like somebody else to cook for, it is extremely difficult to be a party of one and want to cook yourself dinner every night. At least it was for me because like, who am I, who am I there to impress? I might have 10 saltines called a good. I'm like, that was enough for me. I don't need anything else. But there were other nights where I'm like, yeah, I'm in need more than that. So then I would make like a Trader Joe's frozen meal, typically cauliflower, sweet potato, gnocchi, cauliflower, gnocchi wasn't as good, but sweet potato gnocchi. Now I'm eating so much every single day. I'm eating like three meals a day that the chefs cook. And I guess the biggest adjustment for me is saying no to the sweets that they put out. Like there is constantly an influx of pastries and desserts. And I have a sweet tooth. I have a really big sweet tooth. And that is probably my biggest adjustment, which you might not have been expecting to be my answer, but I guess in a satirical way is my answer. Um, I would have to say that the next biggest adjustment, like, I don't know, like, I really don't know how to tell y'all, like, this has been the easiest transition for me. I really, I don't know, like, this... This has truly been, like, I, I can't, it's so hard for me to think of what the biggest change for me has been because this is the easiest transition I have ever made in my entire life. And I am really grasping at straws to figure out, like, what has been the most challenging thing to overcome. Because there's things that I can think off the top of my head that other people might think, like, living in a house with 10 other girls, living in a state that I've never lived in before and being super remote on a mountain and not having too much internet or cell service. Um, like there are so many things that I could probably speculate that other people might find challenging, but for me, it just makes sense. Like this has been super easy and probably not what you're interested in hearing, but I think that there's a lot of comfort that people can take in that. Like, if that's something that you're interested in doing and that you think that that's your path, like, you might just be surprised at how comfortable it is to do it. So, I mean, that that's my two cents on that. Um, yeah, I just, I really, I really think that that is my biggest adjustment is just the food and the the quantity of it and the fact that I have to invoke some self-control there in that front. But other than that, like everything feels very normal. It doesn't feel like I have to overcome anything or that there's any adjustments that I, that I really need to make, which again is probably not what you were interested in hearing, but is nonetheless true. Uh, I mean, I guess in a way, like I'm so busy and I'm so tired that I don't really talk to people as much as I used to. And when I say talk to people, I mean, communicate with my friends and family as much as I used to. Like I used to call my brother Nico pretty much every single day after work. And now I think the last time that I called him was maybe a week and a half ago. Like that 
maybe an adjustment, but like, I don't, it's just things that you don't notice and it just feels so comfortable. Like I wouldn't even call it an adjustment. I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah. So that is pretty much, uh, that's pretty much it. I was asked to do a a day in my life, which I will be doing more of, and I'm going to be more consistent with my posting on social media, so that way you can actually see what I'm getting into, and I think that this is like a really exciting change that I've gone through, and I think that a lot of other people are interested in, and so I'm happy to share my story, and I'm happy to share what I've been going through, what's worked for me, what hasn't, and the whole nine yards and I'm willing to document that. I'm willing to share that with everybody and everybody at my ranch has been super supportive of it. Like people have asked me for stickers. People have been following me on Instagram. People have listened to my podcast. Like my roommate said that her and her housekeeping friends listened to one of my episodes when they were in together in housekeeping. So everybody's been super supportive. So I'm trying to balance oversharing too much to the point where it makes like the ranch uncomfortable or making it feel like I'm sharing too much intimate details about the ranch. Like I'm trying to really respect that boundary and not cross any lines there. So I'm trying to post enough to where you can see what I'm doing, but not too much to where I'm oversharing and possibly like giving out too much information about the ranch. So walking a a delicate line here and trying to navigate it as best I can, but still going to try and push out as much content as I can. But yes, I will definitely do a day in the life video. Definitely will do it multiple times because my day in the life changes a lot. And it's going to be really interesting for me even to see what my day in the life looks like in the winter versus what it does in the summer, especially because I think that I will be staying in the summer. So stay tuned uh, to hear what the progression of that might be because who knows, maybe I'll end up at another ranch. Maybe I'll end up preparing. I think I want to continue doing the ranch thing in the summer though. So we will see, we will see what we will see. We will see, but thanks again for listening to the aspiring adult podcast and please remember to follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, and follow my YouTube channel. If you want to watch these podcasts in a video format instead of a audio format. So thanks again for listening to the Aspiring Adult podcast and we'll see you next week. Bye.